And now, here's your host, Alessandra Torrezani. This is such a special treat because I am here with Kelly Hausman, who is the official winner of the Inspiring Children Foundation. I don't want to say it was a competition. I guess it was an auction. Um, Mm -hmm. It was really cool. Anyways, I'm really excited because you're not a creepy dude. And that's the best part of all. (laughs) You are fun. You were prompt. You're on time. And you have a specialty in mental health way more than I do. I'm just over here talking about my own experiences, but you actually have something to do with the mental health community in a real way. So this is so exciting. I just want to say also, how did you find out about the Inspiring um, Children Foundation? Because this was a foundation that Jewel and um, her team had reached out to me about and they had Mm -hmm. asked, hey, would you want to be a part of this? I'm in this world. There are so many beautiful companies that I am not aware of. How did you find out about this wonderful organization? Sure. So it's called Charity Buzz, and it's a really cool organization. My husband and I love to do a lot of philanthropy and support charities. And so I saw the opportunity to be a guest on your mental health podcast. And I'm like, this combines some of my favorite things, you know, talking about mental health and sharing stories and also supporting an amazing organization. So I'm like, this is meant to be. And clearly it was, because I mean, here we are. <laughs> it, it was it was completely meant to be, because when I, I, I tell you, I mean, in all honesty, I know we joked about it before we started recording, recording about, you know, creepy men, like possibly being the winner. Yes. Like, <laughs> I truly went into this, this auction going, okay, you know what? I know, odds are, it's probably going to be a dude that just like thinks I'm hot, that has no idea about mental health, that does uh-huh. not care, um, probably doesn't care about the children. Um, you know, yeah. and, I mean, and that's wrong for me to assume that, but I went in there knowing that could be a possible yeah. option and I have to be okay with this. So this was yep. such a breath of fresh air. I think that's so incredible too that you and your husband find, you know, charities to, and you look out for this and charitybuzz.com. This is really cool. I'm, yep. I'm going to be talking about that now. Um, so Kelly, yeah. please let everyone at Emotional Support, let them know who is Kelly. Sure. So my profession is a licensed professional counselor and I have my own mental health practice, private practice. I'm going into uh, my eighth year now. So I've been doing it for a while. And primarily I work uh, with a lot of young women, college students, young moms, um, you know, typically women in their 20s and 30s is kind of like who just finds me. And it's been one of the best things in my life. I myself too am a huge advocate of therapy. That's why if I didn't go to it myself and firmly believe in it, I wouldn't be doing this as a career. So I get to kind of do the best job in the whole world. I love it. It's something I'm passionate about and on both on both sides of it. Yeah, too. I love that. Now, what was it that when you were younger that made you go, you know what, I want to be in counseling and I want to help other people out? Because I have to say, you know, we all go through our ups and downs in life, but, you know, it's really, you have to, have to be, I, I say it like an earth angel to want to commit that life to other people, you know, of, of it's one thing to work on your own mental health and your own, you know, well-being or your families. And it's really, truly another to want to give to others. It's really huge. And I, people do not get enough respect in that world that do that. So what, what was it, the driving force for that? 
Sure. So it's funny because there's a saying that says people are often in therapy to deal with the people in their lives that don't want to go to therapy. And that's kind of what kind of led true. me down this journey. Yeah, it absolutely is. You know, growing up, like without going into crazy specifics, <laughs> um, just, you know, being around certain people growing up, whether it was friends or family or whatever, um, just seeing kind of the impact of mental health and yeah. how if you don't work on your own shit, it's going to come out into yeah. your life and your daily activities. So I kind of saw that and I'm like, all right, I don't ever want to have that kind of life. And no. then I started my own therapy as a teenager. And I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. Um, it's just such a transformative experience. And I decided, you know, when I got to the certain age, I wanted to do this as my career and kind of give back and help people the way that I had been helped. Oh. So it's just, I always say, everyone needs to go to therapy. Everyone can, can benefit from it. It's it's the best thing ever. And I, I really can't say enough. Totally. And it's really funny that you say that saying that people say, or the one that is like, oh, you know, you go for the other people who refuse to go. And it's yep. very true, yep. you know, I, yeah. I we all find ourselves in therapy talking about the ones that don't want to go to therapy and it happens, yes. you know, yep, is sure. your husband, yeah. um, not like, what does he do, but is he mm -hmm. very open with mental health? Like, what was that like when the two of you met? Because I know I actually just got asked this on a, on another podcast. I was a guest on someone's mm -hmm. podcast and they said, what was it when you told your husband, I just realized I'm not wearing my ring as I'm looking in the thing. <laughs> It's okay. He's not here. It's okay. He's taking care of the baby. Um, we're good. But yeah. it was a really great question. And they were like, when did you decide? And I use that in quotes, like decide to tell your husband that you live with bipolar disorder. Not that you live with something, but you know, mm -hmm. I found that question so impactful. Cause I was like, you know, I actually told him the second sentence I met him because I had been through so many um, tumultuous relationships, abusive relationships, mm -hmm mentally abusive, where my mental illness was always used as a like, oh, well, I did this because you're bipolar, or I did that because, you know, you're sick in the head. You know, it was always like used against me. And I find a lot of women and men and, you know, whomever like are always, you know, the ones that are the most honest, usually that's where, where they're attacked the most. So, you know, yeah. how did you and your husband have you know, these conversations about mental health and about taking care of yourself and, and how therapy is so important. Was that, you know, something that was talked about at the beginning of a relationship? Yeah, absolutely. Kind of similar to you. Um, I mean, it's blatantly obvious that when he met me that I had a lot of anxiety and <laughs> childhood issues. You're so like, no honey, listen. <laughs> yeah, like, here you go. Uh, so yeah, he knew. And I will say he was a really instrumental part in helping my mental health too. And kind of just always that rock to bring me down if I'm having anxious thoughts or obsessive thoughts or something. He's always the first person I turn to. And it's always been like that since we met. Mm. Um, and I have to say too, like, I'm so glad that you share your story like this, because, you know, part of the reason that I do what I do is to kind of break down that stigma. And I hate to, and this happens a lot, um, people will share their story. And then like you said, it's used against you or it's weaponized. Right. Right. And I totally I that That's is the like word. one of the worst things ever. It's terrible because we want people to talk about this stuff. Like, you know, we wouldn't make fun of you if you broke your arm or something like yeah. that. But oh, like the mental illness is that. So I, I love that we're kind of out there talking about this stuff and sharing it. It's so important. And there's nothing to ever be ashamed about. And if someone throws anything like that in your face, that is their stuff coming out. Yeah. And it's just awful. So I want people to feel comfortable talking about this. And that's why I love that we're doing this. Um, no, but as far yeah. as my husband, so funny enough, he is a neurosurgeon. So oh my we gosh. Way back, yeah. Wow. Like, a very low stress, 
was home all the time. Never any pressure. Holy smokes. What so is that he, like? You know, wow. It, like that's how, so we met when he was in medical school. So we've been together throughout all of this journey. He's been out for like, gosh, nine years now. Oh. So we've been from medical school through all of that. Um, and he's actually very open about like mental, mental stuff too. And talks about kind of his own journey with that. And he's always been really supportive of, of mental health and especially of me. I told him, you know, when we had first met, I actually, my undergrad degree is in business communications. So I was working as an assistant, nannying, doing all this stuff. Um, and then when he was doing residency, I decided I wanted to go back for my master's in mental health counseling. And wow. he was 100% supportive, you know, even if that meant taking out tremendous student loans so I could yeah. afford to do an unpaid internship and go to school. Um, so he's always been really cool. And even to this day, like last weekend, I was having really tough thoughts, like about, oh. you know, feeling left out and anxiety. And I can talk to him about anything. I can even say like, hey, I'm having this irrational thought. Can we talk through this? And he's right. just so incredible. And so supportive. I mean, we all have our limits, but he's, he's sure. Awesome, but so I I'm think that's really so important lucky. to be able to find someone like, you know, I think two things that, that, you know, are important. I think it's important to find someone who is a professional who can help because mm -hmm. when we do have, you know, irrational thoughts and, and stuff like that, it's good to have a mm -hmm. professional opinion. You're a professional. So that kind of helps with you. Um, yeah. God, that must be so fun to like live with yourself being professional. Uh, and then it's sometimes. so sometimes you're like, sometimes it gets crazy. Um, but the, you sometimes know, and the other time, the other thing is like, it's so important to have a support system. And that doesn't mm -hmm. mean that it has to be a husband or a wife or yes. a partner. Yep. It could be a family member. It could be a friend, mm -hmm. just someone that can like hold you accountable, like an accountability yes. partner. And I know that there's even a lot of companies out there that have accountability partners um, mm -hmm. who are out there that you can work with in a professional standpoint to be like, hey, is yep. this okay? Like, just I or I'm not feeling motivated to do this. I know they have that when it comes to to food, when they comes to you know mm -hmm. working out. So you know they have to have it for your mental health as well. If they don't, then yep. we're jumping in on that idea. But I'm sure there already is. New concept. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that must be so cool. And how interesting, like to be married to someone who's a neurosurgeon like that, like that's mm -hmm. just talk about stress all the time. Like, wow, yeah. that is just, that's an intense job. You know, yeah. is there, I mean, I know like maybe this is crazy and it's like a little different, but is there anything in the neurosurgeon world that um, he sees like with mental health that that's like changing or anything? Like, I know it's kind of a little different, but sometimes similar. Sure. I, I think something that's coming up now is uh, chronic pain. Mm. And especially with a lot of the abuse of, you know, pain medication and, and addiction. And that's, course. yeah, I was gonna say the opioid uh, thing. They're really changing things around too. And in the past, it used to be, you know, people that were kind of complaining of chronic pain, they were just dismissed and pushed aside or like, here's some drugs. Sure. And now there's more of a holistic approach where it's like, okay, let's get you into pain management. But let's also have you, you know, talk to a therapist and kind of see like, you know, because I, I work with some chronic pain patients and all the time I hear that they were dismissed. Oh, you're crazy. It's in your head. But sure. it's not. You know what no. I mean? It's it's real. It's a very real pain. So I think we're trying to tackle from a scientific standpoint, uh, the physical symptoms and also mental health of pa these patients, too. So it's more of a holistic approach, which which I love. Well, and speaking of Detroit, I mean, I think that you I, I've seen so many documentaries recently about Detroit and um that's where you're from. Um, and yep. you know, uh, my dad's from Detroit, so I'm familiar with mm -hmm. a little bit of here and, and 
I always, you know, when I hear about the Flint water crisis and you see all these yeah. documentaries of what's going on in Michigan, it's just a very like somber state, I feel like, right? I yeah. mean, it was such a booming state. It was, you know, where the car factories were, it was where everything was. Yep. Do you feel that energy, you know, in where where you are? Do you feel that with the people around you where there's kind of this solemnness? Are they getting back, you know, back together? There's also a huge drug, you know, opioid addiction that's yeah. going on there. Yep. You know, what what mm -hmm. can you kind of share, I guess, with everyone from all over the world? What mm -hmm. what A is going on in, in Michigan and what B, what mm -hmm. is something that we could do to maybe help out? Sure, yeah. You know, it always amazes me how resilient people are. Yeah. Despite, you know, we've had a lot of job layoffs with, you know, closing of businesses here or the auto industry kind of declining. Um, yeah, the Flint water crisis, the opioid crisis, drugs, crime, um, but people are still resilient and amazing enough, like we rebuild, we rebuild ourselves, yeah. our bodies, our self-esteem, our city. Um, it's been such a renaissance lately. You know, we have so many really cool restaurants and, and new things coming up in the city. And I think people are feeding off that energy. Yeah. There's definitely kind of a renewed positivity and hope and uh bright spot for the city. We've had some really low moments, but I really feel that people are kind of rallying and, and just coming together and, and getting through all of this. And, and I'm sure the yeah. community, I mean, you, when you see like, when shit happens, you know, community mm -hmm. comes together and, and they lift yep. each other up. Um, especially Absolutely. all the mom and pop stores, like they, they're like, for we sure. gotta get, we gotta get together. But the opioid crisis, is it still quite yeah. booming? <laughs> Would you say there? Yeah, you know, I hear stories every week about especially young people too, you know, they were trying to, you know, trying out some drugs or trying to have a good time. And the next thing you know, this, you know, beautiful 20 year old life, a whole life ahead of you was gone because of, you know, a, a, a drug dealer or, you know, something it's just, yeah. and the addiction too. it's, it's, it's just truly heartbreaking. Um, and of course, too, it's, you know, we need more help in that industry, too. I think everyone's yeah. a lot of the drug and rehab counselors, even therapists ourselves are kind of spread thin. Um, but there's always help out there. And so we kind of just have to keep checking on each other and, and getting the help, being OK to ask for the help. And right. Uh, right. Yeah. Trying to do what we can. We're having that right now, currently in L.A. And I wouldn't say like right now mm -hmm. we've been having it for the past couple yeah, of years. Yeah. And it really hit me. I, I mean, I've driven through, you know, our skid row in Los Angeles is mm -hmm. where a lot of it happens. And and now it's been coming into neighborhoods, into like the suburbs. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I the other day I was going to to lunch with a friend and I literally had my my new baby in the back seat, you know, mm -hmm. and I looked to the right and I see this guy walking and he was gorgeous. I mean, he was just this gorgeous energy like light just beautiful it must have been mm -hmm. 18 years old and he had nice shoes yeah. on and I mean look like he was just like maybe like waking up from the club and had a, a long night you know what I mean it was like walking yeah. home yeah and he had mm -hmm. you know a uh, interesting limp to him and I was kind of just like watching him because he was just so beautiful and then you mm -hmm. looked into his eyes and his eyes and he was mm -hmm. completely just not there right it was like yeah. you know a yeah. lot of people explain LA is like the walking dead kind of you know it yeah. feels like very much yeah. like a zombie apocalypse and mm -hmm. you know it doesn't seem I mean I'm not I'm not trying to like be political or anything I, I just I it doesn't seem like change is happening you know or yeah. it's not yeah. happening fast mm -hmm. enough um mm -hmm. it seems yep. to be getting worse and worse and you just my mm -hmm. heart broke because I'm looking at my baby in the back seat and I'm like wow you know this is someone's baby 
And I think that that yes. is what's, what people are missing. You know, that, that that's sure. the, the, I I can't like think of what the word is. I still have mom brain, but that's like, the, oh, that's the disconnect. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yes. that's the disconnect that we're having is that this, yeah. this is someone's baby, right? That, mm-hmm. that we're just yeah. dismissing. Um, mm-hmm. And at what point, like, is it too late to fix? You know, at what point, mm-hmm. you know, you know, what, what do you do? You know, and, and it's so hard because, the, the, you know, how do you fix it? It's like, I, I don't know, but it's community coming together, I guess, and, and trying to, to just bring, bring each other, remind each other that we're humans. You yeah. Know? Yep. And that's what that's I think you're human. right. We can be so far. Yes. And we are so far removed from so much in life. Even, I mean, like think about trash. We throw a single use plastic away. We never think about it again. It ends up in a landfill forever. Same with these humans, you know, we're becoming so immune to hearing about, you know, accidental overdose or things like that. We are so removed. But then when it happens to us, suddenly then it's an issue. And I think we don't want to wait until suddenly it happens to us. I think, like you said, coming together as a community, supporting our fellow human beings. I'm a mother of two as well. I think it's something changes when you become a mom. You just like, I think you just feel different. You feel harder. So, um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I I tell you, I've always have empathy and compassion for for addiction, and and because I I've seen that in my own family, I've seen addiction in my family. Yeah, yeah. But to see it as a mom, I feel like you're right. It hits hard. It hits just yep. a different chord where you're just yeah. like, ooh, this is this is real. Mm-hmm. How can we how can we help out this? What yeah. was it like for you, you know, being a mom and going mm-hmm. to school and doing all this, and now working in the mental health like field obviously you feel a lot harder how do you create that balance in your work and Mm -hmm. your your family life that's the hardest thing and I always tell people I don't think there's necessarily a way to balance it because we're always told society is like you have to be a hundred percent at everything you do you have to be the best mom you have to be the best you know actress you have to be the best wife the best friend the best cleaner the best cook yes the reality is none of us can do that I think that we have to drop some stuff so I always say like I'm a really good therapist I'm a pretty good mom I'm a good enough wife and I've learned to, and one of the things that my therapist taught me was just be good enough. You know, mm-hmm. like, look, I'm all for like striving, trying to be as best as you can, but sure. there are many more days than not, like just be good enough. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I was a good enough mother today. My house looks good enough. I did good enough. And that's, that's, that is enough. And so that's really been my mantra over the past couple of years, especially. Um, and I, I really stick with that. Oh, I absolutely love that because I find that that's what I've been like failing at in life um, right mm-hmm. now is like, I'm like, oh my God, I forgot. I have a podcast like that I do that, that yeah. people write me about. And I'm like, oh, I got to yeah. get back and do that. Like I forgot, yep. I forgot how to edit mm-hmm. things. Like, oh, I, I yeah. forgot <laughs> to cook a meal. Like I forgot the laundry. Mm-hmm. It's been sitting in the washer, you know, for two days straight now. And it's, you're right. Uh-huh. It's about being good enough. And I never, yes. I never yeah. put it that way because you know, mm-hmm. you just try, I, I, and you know this because you're a mom of two, but you know, after mm-hmm. you have a newborn, you're just trying to get out of that newborn phase. You're like, I'm yes. just trying to survive this. I want to divorce <laughs> yes. my husband. Yep, the yep. only thing I care about is this baby. And if you're not my baby, yeah. like get out of my face, you know? Yes. And then yes. you're like, oh, yep. I'm, I'm a human again. Like I forgot, like I need to wash my face. You know, it was yes. like, it, it took like stages of like, what do I do to like better myself? And you work with a lot of women 
a lot of 20s to 30s. Do you work yeah. with a lot of moms? Quite a bit of new moms, yes. And uh, definitely that comes up too. Uh, and you're right, it is survival mode. It is It is very survival difficult. Mode, yeah. I often said um, anything that's said between the hours of like, 10 p.m. and like 5 a.m. doesn't count because I'm not kidding. You mentioned like wanting to divorce my husband. I still say that pretty frequently. I'm like, you know what? I would love to have uh, half custody with the kids and you take, not really, but you know, you say someone you you're sleep deprived so- when you're tired. I, and it's anxious. totally it's, that yeah. like 2 a.m. when the baby yes. wakes up and you're just like, yep. I, I've done everything. Why are I, I'll like turn to him. I'm like, why are you not awake? He's like, I am awake, but I don't think he's awake. And he's yep. like, I yep. am up. And I'm like, I'm delusional. I'm seeing things. I'm like, I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm like seeing ghosts. It's like that. It's become Mm -hmm. like that. So yes. yes. So I'm glad that we Mm -hmm. can use the, nothing counts 10 to five. Okay. (laughs) That's what I always say too. And you know, and there's the power of the apology. I think Mm. to like trying to catch yourself beforehand. Yes, that's great. But I think like the power of saying like, oh my God, I was so stressed. Thank you so much for sticking with me. I love you. I wouldn't want to do this with anyone else. Like just kind of talking about it afterwards was the best thing for us. Um, Power of apology. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love, I'm going to start, maybe I won't start apologizing yet, but I'm going to tell people (laughs) there, there is the power of the apology. I do appreciate that. No, it's so true because I say shit that I'm just like, wow, that was real mean. And I did not mean to say that, but I also am very stubborn and I, I, that's my fault is I'm a very stubborn person. I'm like, I'm not going to apologize because like you did this. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But you're right. It is the power of the apology and that that is something that I yeah. need to start to. And even for kids too, I know like yours is little now, but you know, there's mm-hmm. always something to be said for kind of role modeling being human. Cause I think too, mm-hmm. we've kind of tried to like dehumanize motherhood. So again, m- moms can't ever get angry or have a bad day or a sad day. They have to be like on all the time. And I'm like, you know, you got a role model being human to your kids. Cause if they see this, like, robot mother they're not going to know how to deal with their own emotions when they're sad or mad or something like that so i think being human and talking about like mommy was angry today she yelled and that, that's not great when we're mad i don't want to yell anymore you know stuff like that is, is really important too so just the power of kind of talking about it i i absolutely love that because i think that you know there have been so many times where i'm like hysterically crying in front of my baby and mm-hmm. I always say to her, I'm like, mommy is really upset right now. And it has yeah. nothing to yeah. do with you, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I practiced that a lot when I was pregnant because I had a very emotional pregnancy and I was constantly mm-hmm. crying or upset. And I, I just remembered the only thing that I'm capable of doing right now is telling mm-hmm. her over and over, this has nothing to do with you. It's okay to feel yeah. these feelings. We talk about Beautiful. emotions. I mean, she's very young, but we still mm-hmm. talk about emotions. And, you know, yeah. I'm like, this is when we're happy. This is when we're sad, when we're frustrated, like when we're angry, mm-hmm. you know, and I like try yeah. to make the faces because she sees that, you know, mm-hmm. and I think yeah. it's really important because I was raised to um, appreciate your emotions and know mm-hmm. it was okay to feel upset. Um, and yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just, maybe I, I want to be like my mom. I don't know. Like, I, I think mm-hmm. that it was it never made me feel upset. And maybe it's what made me want to be an actress because I was like, oh, this is so fun. Like I can show my emotions and like use them whenever I need to. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's like something like it worked out. It worked out easier. What other advice would you give to, to new moms and moms that maybe have, um, you know, are going through the, you know, my kid is five or my kid is 10, like Mm kind of like, 
the rougher, younger years? Yeah. I think finding someone to talk it through. Um, Mm -hmm. I truly would not have survived without some of my friends. Um, I don't know if you know the Marco Polo app. No. Oh my gosh. No, I totally remember this app. Yes, because you say things and then people can respond. Yes. Right. Yep, yep. Oops, as my four-year-old walks in without pants. Um, Oh my God, the cutest. Thanks. Hopefully there was no nudity in there. Nope, nope, Um, didn't say anything. But I will say the, um, that has truly saved me is the Marco Polo app. And so I have friends all across the country. Hi. Hi. I have friends all across the country. (laughs) Um, And so most of the time what we do is we will spend, you know, the time just kind of venting about parenthood. We'll leave videos for each other. And it's truly like. Hi. We were just (laughs) talking about you. Did you know? (laughs) And we'll just talk about how difficult it is. I mean, many times I will just sit on the videos and sob and say, I've had the hardest day of motherhood. This is the most difficult thing ever. I don't know if I can ever do this again. And then we'll just trade videos back and forth. And I think just talking about it is so important. Um, because again, you look at Instagram, like everyone has the perfect family. Their kids are dressed perfect. The house looks great. The husband, they're, they're not. not fighting. But I'm like, that's not reality. You no. can't base anything off of what you see. You got to talk to your friends who are actually like going through it with you. And uh, yeah, that's my advice is just talk about Here's it. what's real. You and I are having an interview. My baby's in the other room, like crying to my mm-hmm. husband. And my husband's probably oh. like, what do I even do right now? Your yeah, baby is like hard. running in, trying to say Walking hi. In. You know what? Yes, that is yes. real life. And that is yes. like what I yeah. want to portray on this show is not everything mm-hmm. is perfect and cookie cutter. Like this is yes. life. And I just have to say like kudos to you for being a super mom because I know how hard it is being a mom. I'm just experiencing it. And yeah. let me tell you, you get like there's something that happens when you have like kids where there's like a million things going on, but you're always like focused on the kid. Like, you know what's going on, but you can still have a conversation and answer a question like so professionally and beautifully. But you're like, (laughs) I know what's going on and I know they're grabbing the knife right now. Run, 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 run. Like, like, there's like this like superhuman thing that happens to you when you like, have a kid it's crazy yeah it's it's funny how like you're multitasking like your brain cells go away i don't think you can remember anything ever again but yeah. like the multitasking i am like the queen of multitasking it is it is incredible i i have to say the the one thing that has been the saving grace of being a new mom was i uh, for like 45 minutes i was able to like take a bath and like have a moment alone mm-hmm. we would like train it out of like, okay, when does she not need the boob? This is the moment, yep, you know? Yep, and it was like yep. the longest period. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, do this because it was something that I had to do for my like mental health. Like I had for to sure. just sit yeah. alone and, and decompress because yep. living with a mental illness, like it was like so mm-hmm. important for me to find that moment of solitude just for a second yep. to just meditate and kind of like get back in the groove of things, you know? Oh Yeah. Oh my gosh. And yeah. I know you don't work with just moms, you know, when you work mm-hmm. with young, young adults, let's say, mm-hmm. what is something yep. that you're finding is the the issues that are going on? Is it social media? Yeah. Is it bullying? What is it that we, yes. can, we can help out with and yeah. we can talk about? Yep. I think it's definitely something that comes up time and time again is kind of like the social media, the comparisons, because again, you know, and this is kind of talked to death, but it is looking online. And then, um, you know, you, I have a lot of new moms that look online and they're like, Oh gosh, like my baby's not doing this, uh, something wrong. Or like, I don't look like this, like a lot of like the body insecurity, like, um, and that's why I always say like, really follow, 
be really mindful of the accounts you're following. A lot of times we're scrolling through so much, we're not even realizing like, oh gosh, every time I see this account, it makes me feel like crap. Right, like, it I triggers me and we didn't or, know, you know, right. It trigger, it's triggering. So I think like fall, only following accounts that really like make you feel good. That's one of the biggest things you can do. Um, like real life accounts. And I love the body positive accounts too. Yeah. But yeah, the social media and honestly, um, a lot of time spent on the phone, that comes up a lot too. Mm. They're like, holy crap, I'm spending eight hours a day on the phone. And look like, we all need our escape. I scroll. Sure. I have to scroll my phone or else I will lose my mind. Um, but I'm guilty of it too. Like spending sure. way more time and not being like my word of the year. I want to be more present. I so that's my that. kind of goal. I don't really do New Year's resolutions. I, I want to do like a word of the year. So for me being present. And so, you know, when I'm scrolling on my phone and my kids are trying to play with me and I'm ignoring them, I'm like, that's not being present. That's not being like great, grateful yeah. for like the time we're given. So yeah, I think just more people are wanting to do more of that. It's just, it's hard to do it though, because we are addicted to tech. So well, we're addicted to tech. And I think the other problem is, is that technology, we need it now, right? I mean, it's not yes. something that we can I am all about the people that can go off the grid and, you know, live yeah. in a teepee and don't need internet and don't need electricity and uh-huh. can pee in a pot. I am so about yeah. that. <laughs> I am not that person, you know? Yeah, um, and I mm-hmm. think that it's about finding the balance, right? The balance of technology, yep. the balance mm-hmm. of being at home. I mean, I don't believe in screen time, you know, for kids. But let me tell mm-hmm. you, when my daughter is absolutely screaming bloody murder, mm-hmm. she's eaten, she's been fed, she's been cleaned, mm-hmm. she's been entertained for hours, and, like, she needs a moment, like, and we're in an Uber in New York City. I'm not, like, saying anything specific yeah. at all or anything. Maybe I am. Um, and, like, there's <laughs> uh-huh. nothing to do. Maybe yeah. the dancing blue truck that sings to the animals that's counting how many animals there are, yeah. maybe that moment mm-hmm. needs to go on for 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Yes. And we yep. all yep. just calm down, you know? But yeah. then but yep. then it freaks you out because I know I never was, like, a TikTok person. And I mm-hmm. became really into TikTok during my pregnancy because the algorithm, you know, I mean, my God. That algorithm uh, figure you yeah. out like mm, no other. Yep, yep. And yep. there were there were scary like pregnancy things, but there were also yeah. really cool people that I found that I kind of was like, oh, I like the way that they're raising their kids. Like that's kind of yeah. the vibe that I like want to be uh-huh. doing that. And then you read so many things, and and you see this now where they're like, never show your kid a screen when they're having emotional mm. breakdown because then it silences them and it teaches them not to feel their emotions. So now mm-hmm. I'm like. No, no, no one pull yeah. out any phone, like no one do any of that, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. but then at the same time, I'm like, there has to be a balance, you know, there has to be a balance. I think in anything in life, whether it's the way you're eating or working out or raising your kids, like there's always that middle ground. I think that you have to do what works for you and your family. And yeah, you can't really too extreme either side, I think is not good. So that middle ground, I think is important in, in everything that we do. Yeah. And I mean, have you heard that before where they say, you know, with kids and stuff like screen time kind of like like there there's two things that I've heard and obviously mm-hmm. you're not an like a, a kid baby expert like mm-hmm. this but you you're aware of you know counseling and stuff they say mm-hmm. like oh the the cry it out sleep method or if they're crying it out like mm-hmm. or or crying whatever for a certain amount yeah. of time like that's teaching them to silence their emotions and if you put a screen in front mm-hmm. of them when they're crying it teaches them to silence their emotions like is that true uh, okay like, 
you know, know, I guess, I guess I can see that, but I think again, too, like, it's all about balance. Like I think too, if it's, if it's like a mental health day where like, I am about to lose my shit and it means the difference between like me giving my kid an iPad for a couple minutes. So I can just like take a breath. I think that is totally fine. I sure. think you just have to do what, what you got to do. Sure. Of course, I think anything like overused or used too much, or if it's like a replacement babysitter, right. you know what I mean? Like that's no. a whole other thing. Right. But I think too, I mean, I mean, part of it too is also our kids are going to grow up with technology. I think our parents kind of said the same thing about us with like video games or even watching TV. Right. Like video you know, games was the thing, um, right? Yep. Yes. And, but again, I think if you teach your kids to like appreciate nature and to go outside and like, you know, enjoy totally that as well as maybe an occasional. Yes. Like there's that balance too. Like we want, you know, kids who are educated on, you know, the modern stuff, but we also want kids that yeah, can go out and like look at the sky and the stars. Like most kids don't even go outside anymore. So we want both of Which that. is so wild to me because I love the outdoors though, you know, and it's so crazy you're, that kids like don't get to explore that. And I'm like a city kid, but like, mm-hmm. I just, I love water and I love nature when yeah. it comes to the ocean, you know, it's like mm-hmm. just being outside and seeing stars, I think is so important, yes. you know? Yep. But it's mm-hmm. funny because I'm 35, and I grew up with technology really in the forefront because both of my parents were in technology. Um, and I grew mm-hmm. up in the Bay Area. And I remember getting computer games like before they came out. Like my dad would get them and then would give them to me. And I remember I was like the coolest kid in school because I had like, I had like Mavis Be- Beacon teaches typing before anyone had that. Ooh. I don't know if anyone had that or Mario <laughs> Brothers. And like, I had like some like real cool stuff. Treasure wow. Cove, Treasure Island. I'm just throwing these out there oh, for you. Gosh. Anyone that's listening, if you can remember uh-huh. these these games, um, you know, it was like the best, you know. And I had mm-hmm. this before other kids. And I remember people yeah. were very judgmental being like, oh my God, your kid's going to be on a computer? Like, blah, blah, blah. My mom was like, well, I don't know what you want us to do. Like, yeah. she's dancing. She's doing karate. She's doing her uh-huh. French. Uh, you know what I mean? Yep, like, you yep. name it, she's doing everything. And then like yeah. for a treat, you know, maybe she would like play the computer game for 20 minutes, you know, but it right. was my world because my parents were in technology. Like I was- yeah aware of it. So I don't want to, you know, look to each their own, however they want to raise their child, like that's on them. But for me, I want to make sure that my kid is advanced in technology that knows this, because those are the skills that people look for, you know, when later on in life in the workforce, you know, so I don't want to punish my child and be like, no, you have to go back to nature and learn how to create a fire. Like, Let's do that right. and learn yes. how to type, you know? Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's that middle ground. And it's funny because when my brother was growing up, he was a big computer video game guy. And my mom always told him, you are not going to do anything with your life. These video games are just going to ruin you. Funny enough, now he makes his living off a YouTube channel full time. Makes really great money off a YouTube channel playing video games. So I'm like, you know what? No, I'll tell you something that's so wild. My cousin's son, so he's 12 years old now. He's in, uh, or maybe he's a little older. Or in, in, it doesn't matter. Point is, he's in a school that's a great school. And the sport that they offer is like some video game, like fantasy game, like gaming thing. Like it's crazy yep. mm-hmm. because they sell out so stadiums playing these video games. Yes. And these kids yeah. are making millions of dollars yep. playing video games. And it's insanity. Yeah. So you yeah, know what? There's like, college scholarships I heard too. Like you can literally get a college yes. scholarship for a gaming team. So yeah. <laughs> it's 
it's insane. So I'm glad. Well, I'm glad I get your approval that it's all about balance because you're yes, a mom honestly, too, so yes. you understand this. Yes. Yeah. And again, like just just do what works for you. We're all finding our own way. I think there's no there's no one right way to mother or to father. Like it's just you know. Yeah, it's, it's just, what works best for you. Yeah, it just is what it is. And what about like for you? Like, what is something that you do for your own, you know, mental health? Working out for me is huge. And I know some people like hate working out. To me, it's like such a great, um, great way to just get that endorphin rush yeah. to just feel human. Um, I have kids that don't really sleep. For me, it's important to kind of get that just to get some energy. And uh, yeah, working out's good. And also just, I have my own therapist. I typically see her like once every week or once every two weeks. And almost as therapeutic as that is just, like I said, chatting with my friends and being honest with them. Like yeah. we will say like today was, I, I didn't like, why did I have kids? Why did yeah. I have kids? Or I, sure. I can't stand my husband. And it's not an eventing way to like disparage. It's more just like, that's real life. You know, like we all have moments. So I think mean, just talking about it, whether it's with a therapist or like you mentioned, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a professional, but that's, you know, of course I advocate for that. If you have a best friend that you can talk to, you can call your mother and be like, mom, this is really hard. And like, just kind of be honest or like a, a family member, whoever it is. I think just, we feel like we have to hold all this stuff in and it's like a pot on the stove. Like if you just keep boiling and boiling, it's eventually going to kind of pour over. Yeah. And that's what happens to the humans too. Like we can't stuff all this stuff down. It makes us physically sick. It makes us, you know, mentally. Well, I mean, going back place, to your husband so. being a neurosurgeon and talking about yeah. chronic pain. I mean, yep, there, yep. there, mm -hmm. there's so many books that that talk about it that it's like chronic pain. Mm -hmm. Hi, Annie. That chronic pain <laughs> is literally, you know, all that is in the head. And when you can fix that, or if you can start meditation, or if you can do something like that, like it completely mm -hmm. changes. Like, and yes, it's, and yes. it's true. Like that's yeah. that's just the truth yeah. of it all. And so many times the patients will say too, like. Just having someone acknowledge, like, yes, I believe you. You are in pain. You yeah. are hurting. You know, like, that's, wow. Someone heard me. Someone listened. Someone believes me. Like, that in itself is so cathartic. Yeah. So I get asked this question all the time. And, you know, when I work with companies that are like, you know, you know, um, I don't, I'm not gonna, I, I, I probably shouldn't say the real names. What When I work with companies that are, <laughs> you know, online sponsorships, you know, for mental health and for therapy mm -hmm. and stuff like this, I have so many people that write in and will say, I'm so, I, I'm so against you doing this, you know, saying these companies because they're so mm -hmm. expensive. And, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh yeah, you're so right. You know what I mean? And I, I, mm -hmm. I mean, Look, I have to be honest, my therapy when I was going through um, my pregnancy, it was not covered and I was spending about $300 a, a week just on one particular mm -hmm. type of therapy that was not having to do with anything else that was specific to the pregnancy, you know? Crazy expensive. And it is crazy expensive for so many people. Um, the access to mental health care is kind of one of the things I'm passionate about too because um, it is it is cost prohibitive. Even people that do have insurance that covers it, it can be, you know, yes, you are spending a ton of money on therapy. It, it, it is expensive. I, I totally, and that's why, like, I personally offer a sliding scale for, you know, I have a couple sliding scale spots. Um, also, a really great organization, um, I'm not sure if you know about, but they're called Open Path. No. Uh, Open Path Collective. And basically what they do, it's, it's fully licensed therapists. Um, and they provide therapy services, I believe from 40 to $70 a session. Wow. And their whole, it's like a, it's a kind of, they're, they really like believe in social justice and access to mental health care. 
Um, when I first started in private practice, I was listed through them. Um, but yeah, that's wow. a really good option for people that can't afford therapy. And I always mention them too, because um, I think it's like, it's a pretty low amount to join. And then, yeah, it's, it's, you know, anywhere from 40. And actually, I think you can even see one of their, if you're a student intern for like $30 a session. And again, wow. these are all like licensed professionals, like in your state, uh, real people. And so that's a really great thing too. And um, I always uh, offer that as an option. And two, um, there's a lot of um, like the universities, the major universities, if you live near one of them, oftentimes they will have free or very low cost. Um, it's people going through graduate programs like I did, whether it's a PhD or a master's program. Oh, interesting. Um, I didn't. Wow. Yep. Mm -hmm. So they often have counseling clinics. Um, there's some community mental health places too. So there's definitely options to get uh, health if you don't mental health uh, services, if you can't afford it. And that's what I'm passionate about. So. I'm so happy that you shared that. And I'm going to put that on, on the show notes um, for those mm -hmm. um, who could find it because I I'm telling you it's so frustrating. And I always knew that mm -hmm. I was really lucky. You know, my insurance was really great when I was working all the time. And then my insurance changed because I wasn't working when I was pregnant. And mm -hmm. it was, so, it was so insane to me. I was paying $700 a month out of pocket yeah. just for my yep, own yep, insurance yep. to see the right doctors. Yeah. Then it was $300 a week for this one particular therapist and not other ones. Yeah. And you know, my yeah. therapist was amazing and, and, but it just got so overwhelming because then you have like, Oh, I have to pay for a kid right now. And I have to pay for them myself. Yes. And it gets so beyond overwhelming. You have no idea what you can even do or how you're supposed to accomplish everything. And then time yeah. goes by and you're like, ah, I don't even know how to find this out. So I'm so yeah. happy that you've shared this with me. And I think that's great. Yep. Like, you're right. Go to the local yeah. universities and see, yep. hey, yep. is this available? Like, I would like to try it out because it's, I mean, yep. everyone's great and they're all learning the same stuff. So it's not like, you know, yes. you're going to get someone yep. that's terrible just because they're in school. Yeah. You know, they're probably actually right. better. Then, they're focusing probably a lot more trying to, to do it and they're passionate. You're yeah. right. For sure. And they're always supervised like by another licensed, you know, fully, you know, someone who works at the university. So it's always like a great thing. But yeah, anyone that can, can't afford it, I think, especially now, you, mental health care, everyone is looking, it's it's really hard to find it's expensive. So that's why I always yeah. like to offer some of those suggestions too, because it's, I want everyone to be able to afford and get into therapy. It's, it's so important. It's so important. It's so important. And what's coming up next for you? You know, what is what is the next stage of Kelly? Sure. So I'm kind of transitioning into doing more TV appearances. I actually literally did three news segments this past week alone. Oh I have my another gosh. one Saturday morning. Um, so I'm getting back into, um, you know, doing news, TV, speaking gigs, stuff like that. I love that. I will always do my private practice, but I just love, um, I love kind of like that side of it too. It's just really cool to be able to reach more people and totally. uh, yeah, it's a rush. It's fun. No, it's so great because you get to reach a, a broader audience and be able to mm -hmm. share the importance and, and be a yeah. voice for the voiceless, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. and be able to share this open path collective, share about university, yep. share yep. the knowledge that you've yes. learned um, yep. to those who maybe can't, you know, pay the expensiveness that, that comes behind our mental for health sure. and maybe yep. hoping, you know, with all of us finally shouting from the rooftops, maybe something can be done in the world where everything can be normalized, where healthcare can pay attention to mental health and the importance of it. Yes, 
Oh, yes. Yes. And that's why, like I said, that's why I do what I do. I want everyone to have access and to, to be able to, it, it, it can save and change your life. And I want everyone to be able to, to be kind of part of that. So absolutely. Well, I have to ask you, Kelly, for my final question that I ask everyone, Yes. what is your emotional support? I think just spending time at the end of each day, really looking on what I could have done better and what I did really good. I love learning from the previous day and then taking that over to the next day and also extreme gratitude. I think at the end of the day, like, you know, even though it's kind of annoying that like my kids jump into sessions or this, like I am grateful. I am grateful for (laughs) these little feet and yes, this is it. And this is why kind of why I do what I do. It motivates me and inspires me. And yeah, gratitude. I would say gratitude and that's that's my emotional support is because just grounding myself. The in that. truth is, as insane insane as everything is in your life may feel like, and it's yeah. like, oh my God, why? You know? Mm-hmm. It's so <laughs> but you're just showing just you're just showing like what an awesome mom you are and that this is life. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and no, I'm yes, this I is try. life. And other that. people yeah. are going mm-hmm. through that. And I think that we talked about the realness behind social media and how everything is like fake and everything seems like a beautiful picture like this is this is real you know that this is real mm-hmm. life and and this you is know yep, you yep, want to know yep. what it's like being a therapist at home with kids and trying to do <laughs> interviews it's it's tough you know it's tough you know but we get through it and this is our life and we're doing amazing <laughs> yes <laughs> yep yeah there we go yeah this is real life and you have Ophelia, who is the coolest yes, ever. Well, I have to thank you so much, Kelly, for being the one who bid on such an awesome auction. I have to also tell you, like, on a side note to end this up, I was so nervous that no one was going to bid. I have to oh, be honest. No. I was like, oh, I said to my husband, I was like, Sturgis, if no one bids, like, you're going to have to bid under, like, an unknown name. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no one's going to bid. And then, like, people started bidding. And then I was like, wow, there's more than two people bidding right now. And then it became more and more and more. And I was like, wait. I was like, I've never felt so popular in my life. And I'm just so blessed and so grateful that you're a part of the new season of Emotional Support that we were on here, we're talking about the importance of our mental health, being a mom, a human, a wife, a friend, a family member. And just, I I just, I thank you so much. And I love that you're from Michigan. I think that this is so cool. We're just like spicing it up in the Midwest right now. Like we're spicing it up. Yes, we are, definitely. Oh Uh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. And again, thank you for having a podcast like this because it's just doing all we can to, to normalize mental health and sharing stories and sharing real life and and just talking about this stuff because there's power in talking. There is power in talking. Kelly, we're going to have all of your information of how people can find you in the show notes. So everyone be sure to follow Kelly and just keep on keeping on. And so much love to you. 